It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. With us from an undisclosed location, it looks like she's being held hostage someplace. We've got Carol Cole. How are you doing, Carol? Oh, I'm just great. In my, in my yellow on, room here. I'm you're captive on a military here. base right now? Yes, I am. Gladly. And this was the change of scenery we were looking for. We're like, hey, let's go sit in a hotel room for a week. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds delightful um so i we look we're going to get into this episode we've got listener calls to go to i i'm so excited to say this the whole listener call thing hasn't been a total disaster um but first i gotta talk to you about something uh something very pressing and exciting in my life got a new leash a new leash a new leash for the for the yourselves for oh for the for dogs the, for okay. the dogs um, i was like yeah. this is not usually where the podcast goes jeff this well, is a different no, no. different audience for that one yeah yeah well so one of the look i spent a year anticipating preparing for the move to the beach and one thing i didn't i didn't prepare for was the fact that that sand and salt water um we're gonna we're gonna gonna cause problems with my with my leash and dog collar situation because you know the little oh. clippy things on the leash to put them on the yes. collar those get all full of sand and 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 then over time they start they start corroding with the salt air and the salt water and so i was having leash problems and i couldn't i look i was looking for for leashes with stainless steel or aluminum hardware and you know it was i, I just and then i I went to I went to Etsy. Oh my goodness, you did. I did. I went to Etsy and I found a found a dude that was making leashes out of look, making them out of uh mostly recycled climbing rope. Okay, that's so that's cool so that's, far. Sounds like a cool thing. Using all high quality software software hardware. <laughs> spend too much time on the computer using all high quality <laughs> hardware and then he could he could you know customize them to do whatever i wanted him to do uh you know there's not a, not a lot of i was gonna say what exactly are you hoping this leash is going to do jeff <laughs> oh well okay here's one thing it did no clips it's got the little oh. it's got the little loops put over their head and it just it just goes they just goes over their head so there's no clips to deal with on the leash so i don't have to deal with with clips getting full of of sand and not working anymore are you talking about a noose, Jeff? No, a noose. I think nooses are are tied in a way that they're not supposed to loosen up after they get tight. Um, but this is this, I talk. I, I, think lasso. Think you're think you're in the rodeo. Okay. You got you got that little loop around the end, and you lasso your doggy. Um, well, this just does that same kind of 
contraption that goes over their heads and and uh, and then stays there, so it's not hooked onto their collar. It's just oh, there. Oh, wait, are we talking about the leash or the collar? We're talking about the leash. Oh, because the end of the, the leash. collars that do that, I believe they're called Martindale collars that don't yeah. have a clip. You just slip them over, and then there's like the two little things that attach to your clippy leash thing. Yeah, those, those are, are just the end miles. of the leash. And and so then it's a double leash, so one handle, two dogs, splits oh, down fancy. there. I got to do all the measurements about how long I wanted it, how long I want it for the dogs and everything. And and then I've got a traffic handle. There's the handle at the end of the leash, but then there's a, a traffic handle up closer. Um, so you when you're oh, like waiting yeah. at the street corner, you got that little extra handle to hold on to. It's delightful. It just showed up today. We went out for our first walk with it. Best leash leash ever. So uh oh, wow. Any Is any like listeners get code now? Is that what hmm? No, like, no, I bet I could get one. Um, no, any listeners that were, were wondering about my, my leash situation, um, it's all good now. It was horrible. horrible. I'm sure there's a lot of people that were very concerned about this and they'll, they'll sleep better tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I care about is listeners uh, sleeping. So we got to get into some listener calls. we got a big one to get into with Jessica in a minute, but uh, first I got to recap you, uh, Sarah, our number one first voicemail caller called and talked Ooh. to uh, had some questions about the uh the felt apple pies we talked about a little bit ago you'll have to listen to the episode can't go over that with you because i've already talked about it um, <laughs> <We've> done that <laughs> but uh but harmony called this voicemail came in this morning and uh, she listened to we did a uh, uh sam and jessica and i did a a uh, poop joke episode a while back because uh jessica the little girl she nannies for was really into poop jokes and so here's harmony i just listened to the poop joke episode and i have two knock knock jokes for you knock knock who's there i eat mop i eat mop who and the other one is knock knock who's there you're up you're up you're a poo. <laughs> okay. I've oh, never hey, done any... oh, oh, I got to get a see now my pl I got look listeners. I'm still trying to figure this out. Never had more than uh, one voicemail to play in an episode. So <laughs> my, uh, my media player here is, is set up. So it just automatically starts playing the next track. I'm going to have to figure out how to adjust that. I, I apologize. So uh, I like, I like the Europe, you're a poo. Uh, that's a, that's a good one. A good... Um, um, and again, Pam, I'm so sorry for this, Pam, uh, Carol, Pam's a listener. I was, uh, emailing with her about something and, and she messaged that she, uh, she listened to the show, but every time she sits down to lunch, it seems to be a, a, a conversation about poop. And, um, so <laughs> sorry, Pam, Pam, I'm sorry, no more poop talk in this episode, probably. Um, probably, so, yeah. and so, uh, Jessica called Jessica, um, Left uh, Jessica left two messages because apparently the voicemail limit is five minutes of recording time, and uh, and so she had to call back and finish up her call. Um, wait, you're making five a face, but I just like I'm like when, I wonder where they came up with five minutes. I have a feeling like there is a man attached to a very angry woman who's like, listen, you got to cut it off at five because after it'll just go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, again, I'm going to look at the settings the there too. Maybe I can, uh, I can boost up the call time. But uh, look, we're gonna. I'm going to start playing Jessica here. You, we'll, we'll pause if you want me to pause. 
um, so we can talk about this as we go through it. But instead of listening to the whole seven minutes all at once, um, we can just pause and, and talk about what Jessica's got going on here. So here's Jessica. Oh, hey, by the way, Jessica, Harmony, Sarah, thanks for calling. Listeners, if you want to be cool like Jessica, Sarah, and Harmony, you can call or leave a test back or send a text message to 228-363-6737. Here's Jessica. Okay, I've never done anything like this before, so this I guess we'll just see how this works out. Um, so this is my first year. I just run like a little preschool program in my house, in my basement. Um, we started back in September, and in the beginning of the year, um, you know, everything was exciting, and it was fresh, and it was new, and all my kids were just so thrilled and so it was it almost felt like a lot of chaos in the beginning um because i really think these kids have never uh had i guess all this freedom i don't know if that's the right word um without having an adult control so much of what they're doing and but as the months have gone by they have gotten a lot better and we've figured out a flow and like a routine and everything has has worked out amazing and so i just want to thank you guys first for uh helping me find this play-based way because i think i would have gone down a very bad path if i didn't find this um but back to my well we gotta pause there okay jessica i'm i'm not an emotional guy but that that first little bit of your message, it made me have the feels. My Grinch heart like grew four or five <laughs> sizes. Um, I had to bite I, my I, tongue so I didn't start going, "Yay, Jeff!" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thanks, Jessica. Um, I think everybody, look, um, nobody that acts as a host of this show makes any money from it. Um, <laughs> we all do it for the love of the game. Um, and because we all are anti human contact and feel that we need a little bit of human contact now and then probably, um, at least most of us care, you know, Carol, she's got a wild life outside of podcasting, but oh, me, Samantha, Nicole, a lot of us are kind of anti people. Um, so the fact that you're listening and have gotten good things out of the, out of the show that, that means a lot. Any questions on care on, on, uh, Jessica as a caller so far? No, I just wanted to say like, good for, good for you, Jessica, starting something because that is, um, it's the scariest thing. I didn't even actually start anything official. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing, but it's a lot of fun. But to, to take that leap and say, yes, I'm starting this and it's going to be in my own home. And that's, that's a big deal. So kudos to Jessica for doing that. Absolutely. Now let's let's rate Jessica as a caller here for a moment. I think she started out kind of nervous there for the first fifteen seconds, but I think she's she thinks she's getting into a groove now. So I think she's she's relaxed a little bit. Look, I mean, yeah, I was going to tell her be, just wait, Jessica. This is how it starts. Yeah, you it's, it's got to be one thing. <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be really nerve wracking, really nerve wracking to call a a big podcast like this. I mean. Um, she should have started out with something like calling Howard Stern or Joe Rogan or something before, <laughs> before calling, calling, calling this show. But, you know, she's off to a good start, I think. Okay, let's pick it up from there. My thing. So I have a little three-year-old and he's in my two day a week class. 
um, ever since the beginning of the year, it's almost like he doesn't know how to play. And I don't know if that's the right uh, wording for it. Um, so like an example, he would, you know, like if kids were building blocks or building a tower, he would immediately run up to it and go and kick it over or push it down and then run away. All right. Let's stop there. Um, first, maybe he, uh, you're absolutely right. Maybe he doesn't know how to play. If he's new to being around kids and other people doing things, um, he might not know how to settle himself down and engage and play in that environment. And he also might not really have figured out how to extend himself into play, how to, how to send out that play invitation to other people. Yeah. I think, yeah, this is, I think pretty common, particularly in this age group. And I feel like it's a lot of the times is they have no idea how to initiate play with another kid. Sure. So to them, that's how they're doing it. They're like, isn't this fun? Watch. And the other kid's like, you're a jerk. You know, it's, <laughs> just, it's, it's, you knocked down my building. You dick. Yeah, like, why? But the kid's like, isn't it great? And the other kid's like, no, it's not. Um, and I think it's funny because usually like I find older kids would be like, I don't, you know, they usually can be like, yo, what are you doing? But if it's like a, like around that, like three's age, if it's a three and another three, usually it's like one doesn't know how to initiate <laughs> for whatever reason these two kids always find each other and the other kid doesn't know how to say what he doesn't like yeah so it's yeah. just like in a loop yeah and, and i mean and, and the other thing is maybe this kid just likes to see stuff crash and yeah, and, and so thing. he he might be into this the scattering scheme of play or something and so there there might be a thing there for him um and, and i mean that whole invitation to play just being able to communicate is is a is a real tough thing. I mean, look up until look the 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 way the way Tasha and I got together was I had a kid go up and spit water at her at the swimming pool when I was seventeen and she was sixteen to start a conversation. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I I'm I mean I'm basically. I was basically this three-year-old when I was 17 you years the, old. You are this kid that kicks over I, and was I probably, I probably still am. So, so um, yeah. There's listeners I, out there who knew kid is, Jeff is a very young child. It knew him to be this kid. Please call the voicemail. That's uh, 228-363-6737. It's in the show notes for your convenience. Okay, let's go on with Jessica. I'm going to like I'm gonna try this thing. You know how they do on professional podcasts. They usually back up a little bit before oh, they start playing it again. over, push it down, and then run away. Um, or like if kids were creating a little art project or playing with their Play-Doh or something, he'd come up and smash their Play-Doh thing or um, rub his hands all over their art project and then run away. Um, he really enjoys like running into people, pushing people, shoving people, um, that kind of stuff. And so I, I don't see the, I, all right, let's pond there. Okay. With the, the building knocking down. Okay. I could, you know, I could stomach that, but he seems a little bit mischievous. Yeah, I'm sticking. Well. Now we've got more. I'm going to say it's still a play thing and initiation. Like he knows how he wants to play. It hasn't occurred to him that other people don't want to play like this. Yeah. I... And also that's a, that's a, 
and I think with particularly with boys like this is like a big sensory input thing like once I hear oh they love like crashing into other people and smashing things and falling on the ground like yeah 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 no no look I've had the advantage if I listen to this whole call but I, you, you might be onto something there um my concern though is how about this um, maybe this child is some sort of trickster character, some sort of Loki or Pan or, or what was it? A native American, uh, 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 uh some coyote, uh, the, the coyote character that was always coming into the, uh, the village and making trouble in in, uh, native American mythology. Um, so he maybe he's just one of those those trick trickster chaos characters. Characters. Does he <laughs> Jessica, call me back, let me know. Does he have cloven hooves? Because yeah, that would evil. That yeah, would if, if, if his if his lower if his lower body is goat like, he he might be there might be some sort of pan thing going on. Um that's probably highly unlikely though, huh? <laughs> Usually I mean, they're they're out there, but I don't know if this is one of them. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, we we used to screen for that before we'd enroll kids. Uh, Who was all the questionnaire? Does your child have hooves? Sorry. No, I mean, no. We were a lot more subtle about it than that. We'd we'd invite them to uh to take their shoes and socks off when we headed out outside to the to the sandbox. So then we then then you'd see if they had the the cloven hooves. Ah, thinking, huh? All right, let's uh let's pick it up with Jessica. So I I don't see the. I don't see the behavior issue. I see more of the sensory issues. Um, so I referred his mom to Angela Hanscom's book um, and she read it and she said, wow, that makes so much sense. That's amazing. We're going to try that stuff at home. And then October comes. All right. We got to pause again. Now, Oops, Jessica. Jessica, the fact that you saw this as a sensory thing and not jumping right to a behavior thing, like this is a bad kid. Um, I, I, congratulations to you for that, because yes. I think a, a one of the big problems in early learning is a lot of adults are always jumping to it's a behavior problem. And then it becomes a battle between them and that child who is, quote unquote, the behavior problem, that kid. And then it's a battle of, of wills and of timeouts and of scolding. And instead, you, and, and I, I mean, so far, I'm thinking it's probably there's a lot, a lot of a lot of developmental sensory stuff going on here myself. I've, I've never met the kid, but that, that would be my guess. And the fact that you're going down that road, I think, is great. Uh what do you what what was your what were your question about the Angela Hanscom book? I was like, what book is that? I'm like, wait, I don't know that one. Gotta add it. Carol. So I just listen. Carol. Carol. I, I suck. There's really no other excuse. Balanced, balanced and barefoot. You haven't read Balanced and Barefoot yet? No, and it's oh. next on my queue. And okay, I'm like, well, tomorrow I was like, I have to go to Barnes to see if they have Balanced and Barefoot because I forgot to order it ahead of time for this trip. <laughs> Oh sure. Now it just happens to come up during this episode, and you're it just magically is next on your is, queue, huh? This is what I call mm -hmm. like the universe kicking me in the ass, so mm -hmm. to speak. It's like, hey, remember you're supposed to do that ADHD queen? Yeah. Well, you forgot. I'm like, oh, sorry. Um, no, it's a great book. And and Jessica, the fact that you first you suggesting that to mom, uh, brilliant move would be would be my first take on that. And the fact that mom actually read it. That is, is the most impressive part about this to me. 
yeah, I mean, whatever's up with this wow. kid, um, it sounds like he's got enough of a support system get it to get it sorted out, which, which again, way too many kids don't have. Um, so, so congratulations to everybody involved. Back up a second. October comes and this kid starts randomly showing up. Um, he wasn't coming routinely. He'd show up one week and then not show up for a couple of weeks and then show up one day and then not show up for a few more days. And so it's been on and off since till now. Um, so I don't know if that is part of part of the problem because these other kids have figured out a flow and a routine for their day but he came back this he came back to school this week and you know he he immediately goes to the shoving and the pushing and the knocking things over and those type of things um and at preschool we we do a lot of outside play we spend the majority of our time actually outside and so i've had when he is here i've had him you know lift heavy buckets of water i've had him dig with big heavy shovels I've had him do a lot you know I have big giant tires in my backyard that they roll and they flip and um, we do a lot of those things that's giving him that pressure but it's almost like he's still seeking it I, I guess I'm just trying to find more ways of how to support him all right, let's pause there. Um, so I'm guessing that the sporadic schedule is probably playing a part in it. I think you're you're 100 percent correct there, Jessica, because just, you know, kids, kids don't need rigorous schedules, but a predictable routine kind of makes life a lot, a lot easier for them. And so if the schedule was really bouncy about when he was there and when he wasn't it, it it makes it really hard to settle in when he is and to figure out what that what that flow is that everybody else has settled into where he fits into it so i think that's i think you're 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 spot on there how to how to fix that is to i mean to to try to get the schedule more predictable but that's probably yeah, something you don't have a lot of control over control over and I think a lot of times people are like, well, they need that schedule. It's because they're not here. That's the problem. And yes, I do think that does play into it. But I think what's more important is why is the schedule bobbing around like that? Because I think whatever it is that's keeping mom from bringing him regularly has more impact than just him. Well, since he's not there. Do you know what I mean? Like if his home routine is just that a routine if he's getting what he needs at home if home is very stable um if there's not a lot of stress at home and you know even mom seems to be educated looking up saying that seems to be the problem i feel like it really wouldn't matter if you took that kid in and out of a situation because he wouldn't seemingly be so dysregulated right off the bat he would at least be able to calm down sooner um, and i think this is a big reason why we need to remember that our parents are people and we need to have a relationship with families too. So we can kind of know a little bit about what's going on at home, if that makes sense. Sure. Like to try and, and not to try and like judge parents, like, well, you need to fix that. But like, hey, is there anything I can do to help that? Um, yeah. And I realize that, you know, you only have the kid for so many hours and, you know, you only get paid for so much. But 
Yeah. And, and we, I mean, it could be something as simple as, and we don't know the answer to this. If this is an only child and he's away for, for a week and no other kids to play with, and then he's back at your program where there are all these kids, it, it is, I mean, for some of us that becomes overstimulating for if, if the way he uh, invites himself to play is by pushing or shoving or bumping or knocking down or whatever it is, he, he, with the sporadic schedule, he doesn't have, have a lot of opportunity to, to learn new social skills and at, at your place. And if there's nobody, if he doesn't have a peer or a near peer at home, uh, that he's engaging with on a regular basis. He's got no place to practice it there. So those those limited times when he's inconsistently at your, at your place is the only place he's got to practice, which can be really frustrating. Huh? <laughs> I, I feel like I see this a lot in kids too who have a new baby at home. You know, like sure. like moms like, the, well, she should be bringing her. You think that she would want a break. Yeah, but have you ever tried to get an infant and a three-year-old out the door in the morning? Yeah, you know, and uh, like, I don't. I I'm always like digging around for that behind the answer. Like, another thing is like, did did he start coming more sporadically after you brought up, like the book and everything else, which by absolutely should do, and I think you did everything right in that scenario, but anxiety is a heck of a thing, and if mom is feeling anxious sometimes about sending him because she's like, oh, but you know, because this is a thing with parents and I would see it all the time is they, they don't want to send them for fear that, that the child is going to do something quote unquote wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Even with somebody like Jessica who sees this as a, as a developmental sensory thing and not a behavior thing, parents still have that anxiety. And yeah. And I think sometimes it's like, oh, it's like, how do you even breach that though without creating more anxiety? But I think sometimes that's the problem is like, they're not bringing them, but they're like low key afraid to bring them. Yeah. So, so it like you know, it just depends on did they work up the courage that day to to send him, or was he having a very bad morning? Um. So it really do, in that situation, I think it really does take a lot of working with the parents to figure out like, okay, well, w what is the behavior that you're seeing or the need that you're seeing right before he comes, or like, is there something that I can do here, like once he gets here to help him kind of center himself? And I think if the more stress you can take out of that situate the whole transition back like into the into the preschool into the class quote unquote classroom even though I don't know why I have a visceral reaction to that word anymore like <laughs> a classroom the, the oh classroom um it might just you know be that where mom might have a lot on her plate she yeah. you know and it's like an anxiety like that's what I mean like I'm always looking at oh what's it's not ever for me solely just well he should really just come more because a lot of times if you just say that to a parent, then they're like, now, now I'm, now I'm screwing this up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and so, I mean, Jessica, the, the, the takeaway here, I guess is, is maybe you can, you can suss out some more information from, from why the schedule has been sporadic and what's going on at home and, and those kind of things that, that might help you make a little bit more sense of this um, because any, all that information is, is better to have than not have there. There's probably not going to be one thing that turns on a light bulb over your head and gives you a solution to the situation. But, but it's all stuff that you can kind of, uh, kind of CSI into, into your, your play scene investigation. Yeah. Oh. And I know it's obvious, but you know, try, 
as much as you can to highlight what goes well when he's there. Um, I always try and tell parents what it is I miss about them when they're not there. And sometimes it is that kid. And I did breathe a sigh of relief that, thank God, he was absent for once. But still, when they come back, I'm like, oh, we missed his, you know, we missed his sense of humor while he was gone. I mean, sometimes we really do have to highlight because parents will um, ruminate on what they're being told is, you know, not okay, quote unquote, with their kids. And they forget that even though we bring up something like, hey, maybe we we could work on this, they forget that there's the whole child there and there yeah. are parts of them we enjoy so much. Yeah, yeah. And 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 paying attention to those things is is good for us as caregivers because it helps us from getting getting tunnel vision about the challenging sides of the kids. And it's good for the parents to hear those things too, because that gives them a, a, a wider view of the child. I just about hit play again, but we forgot to touch on, on what, how amazing Jessica's outside play area sounds like yes! with, uh, with the, the stuff, the heavy shovels to dig with and, and heavy stuff to carry around and the tires to roll and flip. Um, that, oh, that's, I'm that's jealous. wonderful, Jessica. Um, so, so listeners, what, one thing Jessica has been talking about a lot here, we haven't specifically named it, but, um, she's doing a lot with this little guy and the other Kitchener program to, to build the proprioceptive sense, um, which is, which is uh, the, the recognition of where our body is in space, the position of our body and the pressure on our, on our joints. And so one of the ways we build that is with heavy work, which is activity that pushes and pulls against the body or involves carrying. So hauling buckets of sand and water and flipping tires and rolling tires and, and digging and swinging and all that, all that stuff are building that, that sense as well as it contributing to the development of the vestibular sense. So um, kudos again, Jessica, for, um, for for having that kind of place based did i use the word kudos right yes i'm just thinking, like, right. man jessica knocking it out of the park she's like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do it damn near perfect right out of the gate i'm like well now great. No. now <laughs> let's pause here again to to to, to kind of kind of dig into jessica a little bit now i'm getting now you think jessica do you think she's just making this perfect call to the show <laughs> so that we would talk about how wonderful she is did we pay for and script Jessica? <laughs> I well, I know. I I mean, did Jessica have some writers? Did she get some writers together oh, and yeah. think, hey guys, help me put together this perfect call because I want I want to hear how awesome I am on the podcast, or is this just a a run of the mill kind of kind of out of the blue call? What do you think? Honest to God, I don't care if this is actually what she's providing kids. Her motives don't mean anything to me at all. This is like people who complain about people who they just donated all that money to charity to get a tax break. What do you care? The charity got the money. Like Yeah. Yeah. The kids, the kids have Jessica. Um, look, Jessica, I think the the real problem, you're you don't have a problem with this kid. The problem is you're too awesome, Jessica. I think that's the real mm-hmm. problem. I'm finding out and here. You're not Let's seeing get- it, Jessica. <laughs> Let's get back to the call. How to support him and help him because the kids, because they have figured out their routine when he has come, um, it's kind of thrown off their routine. And I, I really want it to all flow and work out. And I really want to help him. Um, I don't know if there's something that I'm doing wrong. I don't know if there's something else that I could refer his mom to, something that I can do um, with him. But I really would just like to better support him and support his mom in any way that I can. And another 
a thing that has come up with him is separation anxiety when his parents have dropped him off. All right, let's pause there. Um, look, Jessica, I think I think like we said a minute ago, getting trying to figure out, trying to suss out what's going on at home might give you some more information. I think with him, you are, I mean, I think you're hitting it out of the park. You're you're offering the big body stuff. Um, you can maybe try to focus in if you if you haven't um I don't know what your relationship is with with schema play theory, but that that crashing. I mean, it sounds like he might be investigating a couple schemas. There's there's scattering schema, which is which is you know dumping things out and knocking buildings down, but even but even crashing into things and watching them watching them scatter. There's there's an investigate there's investigation into trajectory, the way things move through space. So he he might be just interested in investigating some of these 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 ways of of interacting and is picking the ones that are most disruptive to his peers yeah. which is a bit of a problem connecting too because usually dismantling is connected to connecting and when she said he was like smearing people's art altogether yeah was like huh so yeah i mean so there might be some schema play things that are that are going on there that you could investigate. I'm, I'm building more schema related stuff for the Playvolution HQ website. But if you if you want specifics on on that, uh, you don't have to send another voicemail. You can you can you can email me or Just, you can you can text me now. You've, look, you've got the Jessica. Don't tell anybody. You but you've got the non hotline number now too. Um, I messaged Jessica. Let her know we're going to be talking uh, talking about her. Uh, episode today but i didn't use the hotline number i used we'll be, the... we'll be talking about your awesomeness today if you'd like yeah, to tune in yeah. so uh keep that keep yeah. that number to yourself jessica um no you yeah, message me and i can i can hook you up with some more schema stuff if you need it that might be a thing um but i mean you're you're providing the activity doesn't sound like you got him strapped down uh in in circle time listening to the weather weather reports and, and that kind of stuff bear, yeah. it sounds like this this kid that needs to be up and moving is has a chance to be up and moving um the other thing is you know it might just be the fact that he's a three-year-old and yes. he still doesn't have the language skills and the control of his body um and enough interactions with human beings to be able to manage all those things and and so because the, the reality is sometimes the way we help kids that are going through these kind of situations, whether that, that are annoying to the other kids and maybe annoying to us and and maybe anxiety inducing in parents sometimes is we we bite our tongues and we wait. And they, they then they turn three and a half or four and a half and. And then they outgrow it. Um, my guess would be this three-year-old, by the time he's like 26, he's he's not going to be doing much of the much of the stuff that he's doing, and at least in the same ways. Probably 26-year-old. Um, what, what 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 we should give this kid a name? Um, Justin. Uh, 26-year-old Justin is is probably not going to be knocking down people's people's block buildings and smearing their stuff. He's not going to be like visiting construction sites in his 20s and just yeah, knocking yeah. down whatever they just built. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then if, if he if he is, it's not going to be your problem. So I mean, the, 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 the sad thing is in, in some of these situations, the best we can do is make the best of the situations because it's just 
really waiting for him to develop all those moving parts, the social skills, the physical skills that are going to make him a little bit more manageable as a human, pleasurable as a human, able to, you know, what what's the right word? <laughs> Uh, palatable as <laughs> yeah yeah there you yeah yeah and i mean so but jessica maybe there's nothing that maybe you're doing all the yeah. stuff you can do and then you just keep doing that stuff and and bite your tongue when it gets extra annoying and know it's a stage and that he's gonna outgrow it yeah and probably. obviously you don't want him like abusing or hurting other kids that are there but like i would say jessica do yourself a favor and and don't worry so much about the other kids flow as it is like, well, they had this really nice routine. They had this really nice flow. Sometimes you just have to say, well, this is a learning opportunity for the other kids that sometimes your flow gets interrupted. And a lot of times the best way to kind of navigate it is even, but I would just outwardly talk like, oh, it looks like he's having a hard time. He likes to lift heavy things. Can you think of something we can do with him? And then the kind of what happens, um, and this is my favorite part about being in a classroom is by the end of the year, watching the kids being able to identify other kids' needs and help them with them. Like they can either talk them through it or they'll, they'll suggest something to play that they know that kid can play, you know, without hurting anyone or ticking anybody off. But I think sometimes we get so worked up, like he's, they, they were all doing so nicely and they're all like in their zone, like, Yes, we want kids to get into deep play. We like them to have a routine and a flow. But I think as adults, we we get controlly over that. Like, don't like, you know, it's like the emperor's new groove. Don't throw off the groove. But that's that's kind of life. And so so what you're saying is, what did we call him? Justin? Um, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin is an opportunity for the other kids to learn that somebody is always going to come along in life and harsh your mellow pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, and again, um, that's probably a good skill to, to learn to some extent in your single digit years, because it is going to be a thing that happens for the rest of your life. It's such a thing. And, and so I, I got in a fight today over people ruining my mellow. It's like, <laughs> listen, y'all, I was jiving and you all just. <laughs> so, so, so maybe the days Justin is there, the other kids are like, Hey, I'm going to go build a block tower. So Justin can knock it down. I'm going to, I'm going to get out some paint. So Justin can spear it. Um, oh, and cups. get yourself some of those big solo plastic cups. I'd be like, we're building crash towers today. If you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I don't know if that's any of that is helpful, but yeah, let's get into what what we'll see. We had a new a new another an, an, a new a separation anxiety when his parents have dropped him off off at preschool. He has had a lot of separation anxiety when he um, when his parents finally are able to leave. He does great. He doesn't cry. He doesn't have tantrums. He doesn't have any problem, and he's good to just go do whatever he needs to do. Um, but how do I help with separation anxiety? And is that something? Oh, now listeners, there's the problem. That was the five minute limit that the, the, uh, voicemail is apparently set to, I'm going to see if I can change it, but, uh, but we're going to go into, into the Jessica uh, apparently, I, I hope she didn't go on for like 15 more minutes and then realize it wasn't <laughs> recording. Um, but oh, no, man. she did, she did call back and, and, and finish. I just left, uh, 
a message and then it cut me off. So I'm going to finish my message now. <laughs> now, look, at, w w the, the beginning of that first call um, just goes a little bit kind of self-conscious and everything. But now I like how no. the assertiveness she's I got know. here. I like that. They're, I started it. I'm finishing it. Go, yep, Jessica. Her confidence is building as a, as a caller. I love this. <laughs> um, so this is my, my three-year-old, my separation anxiety. Is this something that I am doing at school that is creating this? Is this something that is going on with the kids? Um, I, Let's pause there. What could we, what, um, you got any thoughts? Oh, I got thoughts. Of, I'm like, I know this. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm in the fourth grade again. Somebody asked me a question that I might know the answer to. I, particularly for threes, the, the transitioning thing. Listen, I have seen kids who have separation anxiety because of the teacher they're being transitioned into. Okay. You are not that kind of teacher, Jessica. <laughs> Don't know you personally, haven't seen it, but from just from the things I can hear that you have available, you are not this kind of teacher who would be causing necessarily this. I would suggest telling the story of his morning. This is, I think this is a Dr. Dan Siegelism. I think this is where I got it, whole brain child. Because at this age, they're not, they know they're upset, but they don't really know why. Like their brain actually hasn't connected that. Um, I had a couple of these kids who would come in Loved being there. And as soon as they were there, they were fine. You know, and it wasn't like that. Well, there's nothing I can do about it. So I'll just stop crying. Like, no, they were legitimately fine. And what I would do is just take a minute or two in the morning and just tell the story of their morning. So like, okay, you woke up this morning and did you, did you get dressed first or did you eat breakfast first? You know, and literally they just tell the story of their morning and then they'll say, you know, you know, I brushed my teeth, you know, after I ate my breakfast did mommy put you in the car? No, daddy put me in the car. And they'll always correct you as you are guiding them through this. They will always correct anything you get wrong. Oh, okay. So, you know, daddy took, put you in the car and buck with you. And then is that when you got upset? And they'll still say yes or no. And it's just walking them through that morning. Like, and then, you know, you were snuggled in on the couch watching TV and then mommy put you in the car, you know, is that when, yeah, that's what, okay. So then you cried here or you didn't cry. You know, like, oh, I cried the whole way. Okay. And then you got here and you felt very upset. And now you are here and you can pick what you would like to do. And, you know, mommy or daddy, whoever they dropped off is going to go to work wherever, and then they'll be back later. Almost a hundred percent of the time, they're just like, yes, yes, that's what happened. And then they're, and then after a couple times of doing this, there, there's no issue anymore. I could be wrong I, I, I like that. Um, it's my mind went to, you know, look, you gave Jessica the, the benefit of the doubt right away that she wasn't causing this. My mind meant to what 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 might Jessica be doing that's causing this? Um, Jessica, are you doing something like, um, hey, hey, Justin, uh, mommy and daddy left. I wonder if they'll ever be back. Yeah. Um, Hey, I hope they don't get in a car accident. Um, if, if I poke you with a pin right now, there's no one around to stop me. 
<laughs> yeah, unless you're unless you're doing something <laughs> that that is horrible. My I guess that mine were horrible too. But no, I mean Je Jessica, unless yeah, you're doing they stuff like they could have died in your scenario. Mine, the yeah, well, that's true. Cool. That's true. Um, Jessica, unless you're doing stuff like that, you're you're probably not the cause of this. We can it can seem that way sometimes. Like, oh, this kid doesn't want to be here with me. What have I done? I we've totally we've totally been there, and I've 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 had those feels too. Um, back before I was dead inside. Um, but it's, it is kind of true. sad how like most of us in our mind go me to like, oh my God, this kid hates me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like and how many of us go right to this kid hates me. I did something and now he doesn't want to be here with me. It's like nine times out of 10. That's not what it is. And the people who that is the case for, they're not thinking that at all. They're thinking these parents spoil this kid at home. It's like, oh God. Yeah, and and if his schedule hasn't been predictable, mm -hmm. um, and and consistent, that could probably contribute to to this as well. Because if he's used to doing, I mean, if that's when going to your place is a a predictable routine, it they 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 settle into that routine. But when it's when it's chaotic, like you like you said, it 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 had been for a while, that can play a part of this. And so 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 maybe. Also, um, talking to mom and or dad um, uh, about reinforcing that that routine, talking about what we're going to do tomorrow morning before bedtime. OK, tomorrow's the tomorrow's the Jessica day. That kind of thing can help set the stage for for those troubling transitions that 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 cause these 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 hard times sometimes. Huh? Yeah. I mean, this happens to us as adults, too. Like if you've ever gone to a party like you said you made plans when you were younger and full of hope and then the time comes to attend these plans and you're like at home in your like pajamas and you're like oh shit I have to get ready and go now like we get upset about this too and it's not that we don't like the people at the party or whatever plans we have and once we get there we have a good time but man sometimes the transition's just rough transition times are, are, are always tough. Um, I, I've been working on a, on a post for, uh, for Playvolution HQ. I'm, I'm taking a look at uh, half a dozen classroom schedules and I'm figuring out how many transitions there are and how many transitions per hour it, it results in. And one had, one is like a half day program that had like 14 transitions. <laughs> um, and, and, and I mean, it could, it could be, it can really be hard. And that, and that showing up in the morning is the, the biggest transition that everybody deals with in the day. So that can be, that can be tough with kids. Um, and, 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 you know, we mentioned trying to, to suss out what's going on at home a little bit clearer. Um, that could play. I mean, there might be stuff going on at home that influences the separation or, or plays a part of this anxiety, too. So so having a little bit more knowledge about that might be helpful. Indeed. Should we go on? Sure. Here's more Jessica. I don't necessarily see anything. I really do see I, I'm really trying to help him, but I don't know if maybe there's a hidden thing that I don't see. Um, but I would really like to help him with that separation anxiety because his mom is stressing over it as well. Um, and while I'm sitting here, I've, I've also been thinking, I do let my kids do rough and tumble play. Um, and I all right, pause. Um, how I, I, I'm trying to think about how Jessica can get more awesome. We've got, we've got <laughs> she, she 
She didn't. She didn't turn. She didn't turn developmental things into behavior problems. Like that. I mean, this is this is this is classic Dan Hodgins. May he rest in peace. Uh, we need to stop making moral issues out of developmental issues, and that's exactly what Jessica is doing. She's got a an environment that it sounds like kids are playing and they're doing heavy work and they're they're outside a lot, and now they're rough and tumble playing. Uh, Jessica, I'm. I'm 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 so excited. That, but but the other thing is the other thing, Carol, is this is what I expect from listeners to this show. This is yeah. this is I mean, <laughs> is this our echo chamber? She came from somewhere else. So it can't yeah. just be we're we're drawing the people in. Well, it's not me. Sure, sure. But but I, I think anybody that was opposed to all the stuff that Jennifer or Jennifer that Jessica is doing would would turn off after the first 15 minutes yeah. of an episode. That's ridiculous. They, they, they don't turn it up. Most of those people don't turn it along long time list. I don't know. Let's they wouldn't make it Jessica. past the poop jokes. That's yeah. how we vet people around here. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, I apologize for all the poop jokes. Uh, here's more Jessica. I have let my, I have let him be involved in that, um, and he really enjoys it. Um, I guess I, I don't know what else I need to do. I'm doing the rough and tumble play. I do a lot of the pressure lifting, the heavy things. Um, I will even build towers for him to knock over. Um, those types of things, but I just, I really want to help him get engaged in something. He has a really hard time. Um, you know, there's so many things to offer down in this preschool, but he's so, he's so bouncy with it. He'll hop from one thing to another over and over and over the whole three and a half hours of our preschool day. He's just hopping. He doesn't know how to um, finally be engaged in something. And and you're exactly right, Jessica. He he may not know how to be engaged in something. And and the other the other side of it is maybe he, he could even cognitively understand how to sit down and be engaged with the play-doh, but physiologically he he is just not ready yet because he hasn't mastered his body to the point that he's, he's physically able to do that. So he physical physiologically might not be able to at that point in his development, because a lot of three-year-olds just aren't wired to, to be still and focus at anything for a long time. They, they, they bounce. It's, it's like they're little hummingbirds or butterflies fluttering around and it can be, it can be <laughs> angst inducing for adults and, it's it's just one of those things you bite your tongue until they they outgrow or, or until they grow into their bodies and learn to manage them better. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure there's anything you can be doing to other than the stuff that you're already doing. Yeah, she's pretty much doing everything that she needs to do, and I think we need to remember that in this whole um, play based journey. Even though you know some of us have been in forever, some of us have just got into it we tend to still think, well, if he's not standing or sitting or whatever and doing one thing and accomplishing one thing in one spot, that it's like almost like a wasted day. Like we didn't do enough for him, but him bouncing around might just be what he needs. Like we don't need him to specifically really fully engaging in something right now if that's not what he needs right now. Moving about the room might be his engagement. That might be what he needs. That might be where he's at. So I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't beat yourself up that he doesn't want to stick with one thing or another for very long. Um, Cause I don't really see that as a problem. Like when he's ready to, he's free to, that's the important part. And that is exactly what Jessica, you are providing. So, you know, pat yourself on the back, drink some tea and <laughs> relax. It'll come around. I think. Tea, tequila, whatever. Uh, back to Jessica. So I really would like to speak. I don't know how to better help him. Um, if he does, you know, gravitate towards something, I have gotten down on the floor with him and have tried to help him expand whatever he has, uh, whatever's caught his eye. I've tried to help him, um, you know, ask questions and, and try and dig a little bit deeper, but then he, he doesn't really listen and he just kind of runs to the next thing. Um, I just, I really want to help this kid and I really want to help this mom and if there's anything that I'm doing wrong I really want to know and I would like to try and fix that because I want to support these kids as much as I can um so yeah my name is Jessica by the way but I think that's all I've got I might leave a few more messages possibly after I've left this first one I'm going to feel more comfortable to leave more so I guess we'll see. I think that's all I've got. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right. She's like my uh, favorite. She's, Jessica, you are my new favorite person. Jessica, Sorry, you're, Jess. you're you're well, <laughs> look, if I could be on the top 20, I'd be happy. Um Jessica, I, I said this the text I sent you. Um this this child and this mother are are lucky to have you in their life. Oh, gosh, um yes. I, I think I, I I think you're you're doing you're doing the stuff. One th I guess one suggestion I'd have is is maybe be a little bit more systematic about how you observe this child, um, because that might that might um, help you suss out some answers to some of these some of these things or some strategies, build some strategies for dealing with them over at my Playvolution HQ site. If you, I think it's playvolutionhq.com slash form. Um, anyway, I've got a bunch of observation forms over there that you can, you can, you can, you can like track the way he moves through the space or, or maybe you can figure out there's some over the uh, observation forms that'll help you figure out if there's a certain time of day he's engaging in these activities. Is it just at the beginning of the day? Is it all day? Is it just in the afternoon when, when pickup time is coming? Is it just happening in certain locations in the room? There's a bunch of things over there that can help you kind of observe those things. And, and if you collect enough information, maybe, maybe some solutions or strategies will come to you because I think that's, that's the, you know, having more information specifically on him and how he's doing things. It, it may, because the, if you, if you dig into it a little bit deeper, maybe you'll see that, that some of the stuff is just happening, happening with certain kids or at certain times of day, those kind of things. And, and that could, that could kind of play a part of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I, final thoughts, I would, Carol? I would, I was going to say, I would observe him more and like, uh, try to prod him less, if that makes sense. And I don't mean that in a specifically negative way. Like you don't talk to him when he's playing. Like, that's not what I mean. But I think sometimes we get, uh, this goes back to something that, um, Kristen said, like, if you feel like you're not 
I, it's paraphrasing, but it, like if you feel like you're not doing anything, it's because you already did the work. So if you're observing him, what he likes, what he's good at, you know, what he gravitates towards, and you're finding new ways to introduce that into your space, you don't necessarily have to be like, oh, he likes this. Let me ask him questions about it to see if he could take it further. Um, sometimes that does come down to like interrupting more than helping, I think. Yeah, so it's, it's a it's a fine it's a fine it's line a fine where line. that is because 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 the I mean building a a deeper relationship with him just a an adult adult to child relationship knowing him better and have it, those so the, those interactions help build that relationship and so you want some of that stuff but then you you also when he finally figures something out and he starts engaging in it. Um, putting yourself on into that can kind of disrupt it and, and take a, when he's starting to focus a, a, another human coming in to engage with him can, can pull his focus from the thing he's finally started to focus on. Does that make right. sense? There's yeah, gotta be that's a better way to like say what that. I, yeah. Well, yeah. I couldn't figure it out either. So between the two of us, but I mean, and like, sometimes I won't, if I feel like a kid's not ready to talk to me really about that yet, or, you know, he's just figuring out they're not sometimes I'll just sit in the area and do something similar. Just yeah, to see if a, I get kind a reaction. Of a parallel play thing. Yeah. Just to see if I get a reaction. And sometimes they'll say, You're not doing that right. Sometimes they'll laugh. Sometimes they'll ignore you. Sometimes they'll start talking to you. And that kind of opens the door, but it's not you coming in and being like, Oh, well, what you know, how many blocks do you have there? And then he's like, mm, never mind, this isn't fun anymore. You know, that kind of <laughs> That's All my right. kids. Every time I try and talk to my kids, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> well, we're coming up on an, an hour, so it's probably time to wrap this episode mm -hmm. up. Uh, look, Jessica, thank you for the call. You yes. are you are amazing. Um, stay in touch. I'd like to hear hear how uh, how how things play out. But also, um, non Jessica listeners, if you have any thoughts on what Jessica is dealing with, because look, we've got we've got tens of thousands of years of experience out there. Um, in this field, listening to the show, if you uh, call or send me a text at 228-363-6737 with your thoughts about what Jessica's going through, um, your your perspective, we'd appreciate that because maybe that, I mean, look, Carol and I probably missed something and you might have something very valuable to contribute and oh, we true. would like to hear that. This has been the Child Care Bar and Girl podcast. Back soon. Thanks for listening. Tip your weight staff. Bye bye. Bye bye. Look at the weight staff. Tip Jessica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>